Welcome to another inspirational message from Northwest Church. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information on what your next step may be, please visit our website at northwestchurch.com.au. Thank you. Welcome again to church. We've been uh, we've been doing this series from last week on uh, keep it healthy. That's the theme of our series. Uh, because I don't have much time, so I will not go into um, much details. But if you were here last week, you know where we are. Uh, if you were not he- he- here this week, I would encourage you to listen to the podcast. You will get some uh, good background from what I'm about to talk about today. Last week, last Sunday, I mentioned that we are relational beings. We, we thrive in, in healthy homes, in healthy uh, offices, and where, 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 where it's, it's a workplace, is, it feels right. We, we thrive in healthy churches. I also mentioned that the main to- tool in my hands uh, to build a healthy marriage is my attitude. And I can say for all of us, the main tool in your hand to build a healthy relationship is your attitude. That's the beginning. That's, that's where it all starts, your attitude. And I'm not just talking about how your face is. That's not the attitude we are talking about. We are talking about how you understand things. We mentioned last week that God's attitude is summarized in three, love, faith, and hope. That's how God looks at us, through love, faith, and hope. And if you want to adopt a right attitude, you need to look at people, to look at your circumstances, to look at yourself through the eyes of love, faith, and hope. So if you want to understand how, listen to last week's um, podcast. When two attitudes, when two people converge, they create an atmosphere. When two people come together, in fact, wherever you see two people, there is an attitude. There is an attitude, there is an atmosphere in this room. Because we all come with different attitudes. When we put them together, it creates an atmosphere. So the combination of two attitudes will lead us to an atmosphere. How the relationship feels between two people or many people. One, once I was working in Sydney, and then I was invited to, I was invited to, a, uh, I was invited to a meeting. And when when I was in that meeting, uh, the meeting was supposed to start at four, but I was invited to that meeting. Uh, I, I got there at three thirty, so thirty minutes earlier. And I found people when I entered the room, everybody was already there. The meeting was supposed to start at four o'clock. 3.30, everybody was seated and they were talking. And when I got in the room, they all stopped. Then I sensed something. I entered the room. I sat down. For the 30 minutes while we are waiting for the meeting to start, it was, it was funny. It was, you could sense that the atmosphere is thick. Have you been in a place where you feel like the atmosphere is thick? I'm not talking about the, the, the geographical atmosphere. I'm talking about between people. You feel like it's thick. 
And when we started the meeting, I realized that everything that we were talking about, they knew already what the conclusion was supposed to be. And some of those discussions were against me. So there's nothing I could have done. I was really uncomfortable in that meeting. And when we finished, I, I felt like this was hell for me. It was, it was not a good thing for me. Every meeting you go to has an atmosphere. Every relationship has an atmosphere. So today I'm going to talk about the second step into growing relationally is creating a healthy atmosphere. The second step. The first step is healthy attitude. That when they come together, they create healthy atmosphere. By definition, the atmosphere is the Preferring tone or mood of a place, a situation, or a creative work. That's what the dictionary will tell you. So for us, we will say, a relational atmosphere is the preverding tone or mood of a relationship. How it feels between you and I. That's what we are going to talk about today. How it feels at home. How it feels at church. How it feels in your office. The atmosphere of your relationship. How do we create a healthy atmosphere in our relationships? Numbers 13, 27, and going down. This is what they reported to Moses. We went to the land where you sent us. It really is the land flowing with milk and honey. Here's some of its fruit. But the people who live there are strong. And the cities have walls and are very large. We even saw the descendant of Anak there. 30, Caleb told the people to be quiet and listen to Moses. Caleb said, let's go now and take possession of the land. We should be more than able to conquer it. But the men who had gone with him said, we can't attack those people. They are too strong for us. So they began to spread lies among the Israelites about the land they had explored. They said, the land we explored is that is one that devours those who live there. Who said so? The land devours people. That was a lie. All the people we saw there are very tall, maybe. We saw Nephilim there. The descendant of Anak are Nephilim. We felt as small as grasshoppers. That's how they felt. And that's how we must have looked to them. Is it true? They, how do they know how the people saw them? Just imagination, attitude. But look at what, what their attitude created. 14, 1 to 4. Then all the people in, in the Israelite community raised their voices and cried out loud all that night. The attitude of fear created an atmosphere of fear. Does it make sense? They brought an attitude of fear. The way they interpreted, the way they saw things was full of fear. When they came back home, they created an atmosphere of fear. All night people were crying aloud. They complained to Moses and Aaron, if only we had died in Egypt or this desert, why is the Lord bringing us to this land? Just to have us die in battle 
Our wives and children will be taken as prisoners of war. Who said so? Who told them their wives will be taken as prisoners of war? Wouldn't it be for us to go back to Egypt? Wouldn't it be better? They said to each other, let's choose a leader and go back to Egypt. If you're familiar with this story, you'll understand that the ten spies, they created an atmosphere. Their attitude, the way they looked at things, created an atmosphere. The atmosphere of fear. Their words created chaos and rebellion. Everywhere you go, you carry an atmosphere. Everywhere you go, you affect the atmosphere. In this room now, your attitude is affecting the atmosphere around you. The way you are looking at things and the way you are behaving affect the atmosphere in the room. Everything you say or do not say affects the atmosphere. Everything you do or do not do affects the atmosphere. If you wake up in the morning, you don't say hello to your children, it affects the atmosphere. If you do, it affects the atmosphere. Are you with me? If you say hello to your wife, it affects the atmosphere. If you don't, it affects the atmosphere. Everything you do or don't do affects the atmosphere. Wherever you go. So I'm going to talk about three dimensions. Three dimensions of relational atmosphere. I believe the first and the second one may be common to some of us. The third one, pay careful attention. The first one is physical atmosphere. Of course, we sense the physical atmosphere through our five senses. Genesis chapter 1, verse 31. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. All that God created was good for taste, for smell, for touch, for sight, and hearing. It was good to taste. It was good to listen to. It was good. Everything God created. When I went to, well, we visited New Zealand maybe twice with my wife. And she loves New Zealand. Maybe New Zealand is the second thing that I like after, second beautiful thing after my Miss Universe. New Zealand is beautiful, isn't it, my wife? She loves it because there is no snakes. There is no snakes in New Zealand. <laughs> so we love New Zealand. Oh, we love Australia. Oh, our country, Australia. So we went there. We're sitting, watching, looking at this uh, waterfall. And birds were singing. And the water was calm, and the waterfall was flowing, and you could see the grass, and there are the mountains. Can you imagine how beautiful that place is? You can feel how really this atmosphere is good for human beings, really good. Everything God created was good to create a good atmosphere for us. We thrive in healthy atmosphere as human beings. You, you, you don't need a perfect house. You don't need a perfect house. You just need to make your house look good, smell good, and feel good. It doesn't need to be perfect. 
We don't need expensive clothes. We just need to look good, smell good, and feel presentable. I'm starting from this because this is practical. Then we are going to, to go up. Each relationship is different. But one thing we may all agree on is that we all respond favorably to people who affect our five senses positively. Let's, ag let's agree on that. People who affect our five senses positively, we, we like to be around those people. So you don't need to be a poet. Just need, you need to just use positive words and kind words when you're talking to people. There are some people, you, even if they are your friends, you can't invite them in some serious meeting because they swear all the time. They swear all the time. You can't take them everywhere. Even if they are family members, you, you can't bring them in some serious matters because you know their language is dirty. You don't want them around. Maybe this is something we need to look at. Just check the way you talk. Are, are, are you, are you, are you not, do you create a nice atmosphere around you? The way you talk. How do you affect other people's ears? Um, if you want to discuss some serious matters, uh, couples, you, you need to know that our brain responds to a nice place. Maybe, maybe powerhouse would be a nice place to discuss some stuff. It, it, let me tell you, environment count. A nice office, a nice bedroom, they count. I'm telling you. If you want to discuss serious matters, take, take the person to a nice place. The brain will catch it quicker. I'm telling you. Just use it this week. You'll tell me next week if it worked. <laughs> if someone is angry, don't take them to a place with, you know, chaos and people going around. They will never listen to you. Okay, let's move on. All the things that happen around us that affect our five senses, they go deep into our soul. So everything that affects your five senses affects your soul. What, what I mean by that is your five senses are the door to your soul. So let's talk about psychological atmosphere quickly. The psychological atmosphere is the atmosphere we sense with our mind. Our mind and emotions participate in assessing a place, a person, or a situation. Your mind, you feel places. You feel good or bad in a place. You feel, you feel scared or you feel happy or you, you feel a place or you feel a person, don't you? Or we do feel people. The main ingredient to create a healthy emotional atmosphere is unity. Let me talk about this. Unity. Unity in home, unity in church, unity, unity, unity. We love a place we are accepted, where our ideas are accepted. We love to be there. First Corinthians 1.10, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say and and that there, there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. 
here in your mind, be united as a family, as friends, as a church, as business, be united in your mind. Unity happens in the mind. It doesn't, it doesn't mean we need to be the same or uniform. We don't have to see the world the same way to be united. We just need to, we don't need to look alike to be united. We just need to agree. And this is what I mean by agreeing. Unity is the agreement on the goal and the strategy. The goal and the strategy. Northwest Church Ganeda and Northwest Church Tamworth is the same church. We agree on the goal. We agree on the strategy. Do you know what? We are not the same. Why? We do communion last week of the month in Ganeda. We do communion first week of the month in Tamworth. We are not the same. But we agree on goals and strategy. I'm going somewhere. Follow me. Most churches agree on the goal to make disciples, but they fight on the strategy. That's why we have so many denominations, you know? We don't agree on the strategy, how to get there. Most families, most couples agree on the goal to build a family, but we disagree on how to manage money, how to raise children. We disagree. We fight. Why? Strategy. How to get there. We agree on the what, what we are trying to achieve. We disagree on how to get there, and we fight. So creating a healthy atmosphere requires a determination to agree on the goal and the strategy. So how do we reach an agreement? I will give you just two examples here. Most people believe that the best way to reach agreement is through compromise. The husband compromises, the wife compromises. Each party giving up a little of what they want and getting a little of what they want to come up with an acceptable solution. That's a compromise. I think most of us, we do that. If you want peace, you compromise. You go halfway, they come halfway. I don't think compromise is the best solution because none of us get out of there satisfied. We, we all get out of there with half of what we wanted. So it can be good for some areas, but it's not good as a permanent solution. So I, I will suggest to you something. I will suggest to you integrating, integrating, exchanging information to come up with a mutually beneficial solution. What do we each really want? Let's find a way to make that happen. Let me tell you an example. My wife's birthday is on the 29th of December. I want to buy my wife a $2,000 design bag to prove her that I love her, I honor her on her birthday. My children, on the other hand, they want to organize a party to invite all our friends and to invite everybody to honor their mom, use all the money to that party. There is a fight in the house. The father wants to impress the wife. The children want to impress their mom. But the problem is we don't agree. There is a fight. There is a fight. No, we use the money for the bag. No, we use the money for the party. This is how integrating means now. You ask the question, what do you really want to achieve? 
The kids will say, I, we would love to show mama that we love her and we honor her. Okay, so it's not about the party. No, it's not about the party. It's about the honor and the love. Okay, good. And you, husband, papa, what do you want to achieve? I want to show my wife that I want to honor her and I want to show that I love her. Do you see that we have the same purpose? But we disagree on the how, the strategy. So this is what integrating means. You try this this week in your relationships. Ask both sides to forget about the thing they're arguing about. Ask both sides to withdraw. Okay, forget about the bag. Forget about the party. Let's agree on the what, the, the why. The why is honor and love. So let's find together something that we can do to show that we love her. We begin to brainstorm together. We are not fighting again. We are now fight, trying to find a solution. Forget the bag. Forget the party. So we can come up with ideas like, oh, let's call all our friends, organize everyone to send us a video, and then we'll, okay, we will pay someone to edit those videos and make it really a good video from all our friends, maybe $400 can do that. You see, we are trying to find a solution. It's still honor, still love, but we are trying to find a solution that is not what we were fighting about. Then we will go and say, ah, let's buy a big portrait, take a family photo, and put, uh, and give it to her because she loves her family. That will cost $800. We are using now the money to find a solution that it's none of the two that we were fighting for. Does it make sense? So this will bring agreement. Everybody will leave there satisfied because the why was addressed. In relationships, in friendships, in marriages, if we learn not to just compromise but to integrate, it will be healthy. Because it's not about what I want. It's, about, it's not about how I want it to be done. It's about what I want to achieve. And together we can talk about that. The only challenge we have here is because integrating requires humility. It requires humility to integrate. If you want only your idea to go forward, you don't succeed in integrating. So we will talk more about this next week. This one. If, you, if someone is just giving you a hard time, bring them next week. We'll talk about this. Psalm 133, 1 and 3. How good and pleasant it is when people, God's people, live together in unity. For there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. You don't need to pray for blessings in your home. Let me say it again. You don't need to pray for, to pray for blessings in your home. Create unity. You will attract blessings. We create atmosphere for blessings. You don't need to cry for blessings. Create atmosphere in your office. Blessings will come. Create that atmosphere in your home. You will see blessings of God. Because that's what the Bible says. God is looking for places where there is unity to bestow his blessings. Is your family one of those places? Where people agree on the goal and the strategy. The last one. And I want you to pay attention to this. Spiritual atmosphere. Every human being is a spiritual being. 
So every time you interact with people, you interact with their whole being, their spirit, their mind, their soul, and their bodies. We release spiritual energy as we receive spiritual energy every time we meet people. You may ignore it, you may reject it, but I'm telling you, there is a spiritual energy in this place. There is a spiritual energy in your home. There is a spiritual energy in your office. We live in a spiritual energy, an emotional energy, and physical energy everywhere. Everywhere. So how do we create spiritual atmosphere? How do we create spiritual atmosphere in a place? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 12. Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. There are angels around us, protecting us and whispering good ideas to us and, and the hand of God is upon us and the Holy Spirit is working. The same way, there are demons around us fighting and trying to create confusion in our minds and trying to create confusion in our, in our businesses, in our churches. They are trying to do things in the spiritual realm. This has nothing to do with your education or your strategies or your plans. This is a spiritual realm. The spiritual atmosphere of your marriage depends on the spiritual atmosphere between the couple and God. Your spiritual atmosphere depends on your communion with God. Your communion with God. Your vertical relationship affects your horizontal relationships. My communion with God affects my communion with people. Communion. Not just relationship. Relationship is, I am a child of God. Communion, do I talk to him? Do we communicate? Me and God. The more I, commun I, I communicate, I have a communion with God, the more it affects me and it affects my relationship with people. You can open doors to evil spirits in your marriage or in your relationships. Let me give you some examples so that it can help you. When you watch obscene images on TV, on your phone, on your iPad, you welcome evil spirits in your relationship. When you cheat on your spouse, you open a door to evil spirits. When you gossip behind somebody's back in the office, you open a door to evil spirits. When you lie to your boss, when you lie to your parents, kid, when you lie to your, to, your, to your children, parents, you open a door. Sin opens a door for evil spirits in our relationship. All these actions, they invite the enemy into your atmosphere. Sometimes you see just people begin to fight without reason. You're arguing if you ask yourself, why are we arguing? You don't know why. I just feel angry. You will be fine in the morning. In the afternoon, you feel like you don't love him anymore. You don't love her anymore. Marriages are being broken not because anything wrong has happened, because the enemy has stepped in to destroy. Offices, churches. And we are not aware. 
spiritual atmosphere. Very important to stand at the gate to fight for your relationships. James 4, 1. I'm not saying that um, every fight, every fight is spiritual. But I'm saying every fight is ungodly. In every office, in every corner, in every church, every fight is ungodly. James 4, 1. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires? That battle within you? Good Christians are expected to be good husbands, good wives, good relatives, good employers, good employees. And I'm not saying we are perfect. We're just supposed to follow Jesus. Our communion with Jesus will make of us good husbands. I know it sounds challenging. That's true. So what do you do with your relationship? Spiritually, pray for your relationships. Don't just pray about people. Pray for people. Don't pray about me, please. Pray for me. Pray for people. Pray for your husband. Pray for your wife. Pray for your boss. When is the last time you prayed for your boss? Those who work. When is the last time you complained about your boss? This morning, this afternoon. You complained about them. Complaint is just a prayer oriented in the wrong direction. You just take it to a person instead of taking it to God. Pray for your colleagues at work. Pray for your church, for your pastors. Prayer enables you to see people as God sees them. Prayer empowers you to love people as God loves them. Don't stop praying for people, for your relationship. You create healthy atmosphere when you pray for people in your life. Two, keep ungodly doors closed. If you have opened a door, any ungodly, ungodly door in your relationship, you can ask Jesus to forgive you. And he will give you a fresh start. Then keep the door closed. Three, keep godly doors open. Take your, church, your children to church. Take your family to nice places. Check the music they are playing there. Check the word people are using there. Don't just take your children anywhere. Godly doors open. Healthy attitude creates healthy atmosphere. Healthy atmosphere involves our body, our mind, and our spirit. We create the atmosphere we live in. Let me say something that you want to... Um, consider just imagine if every couple decides not to argue or raise their voices in their disagreement but rather to try to understand each other and talk instead of yelling atmosphere just imagine if some husbands would start helping making up the bed instead of complaining about the house not being in order atmosphere just imagine if children can start helping the house with, with house chores instead of spending hours in, with their devices creating a loneliness atmosphere in the house. Just imagine if all of us could unite around the vision and mission of our church and put our efforts together instead of complaining about what's not working. Just imagine if wives could start allowing their husband to lead the household in humility instead of trying to compete with them around every decision. 
just imagine in, if every family, every team, every connect group was united behind one goal and one strategy. Just imagine if everyone in this room could start praying for their friends, their spouses, their co-workers, instead of complaining about what they are not doing right. Just imagine if church could become a place where people who have been rejected by the world would come and feel loved, accepted, and valued again. Just imagine the atmosphere. If everything we do contribute to maintain a healthy atmosphere in our homes, offices, or our church. Stand for the spiritual atmosphere of your family. Stand for the spiritual atmosphere of your workplace. Stand for the spiritual atmosphere of your church. Spiritual atmosphere. There are things happening in, this, in the spiritual realm that we cannot fight by going to counselors. I love psychology. I have a background in psychology. I love psychology. But I'm telling you, you cannot fight this battle by going to the counselor. You need prayer and keep praying and keep praying and keep praying for your children. If you were just out of nowhere, your child changed. Your teenager start, started just drinking, taking alcohol. With, you, know, you don't know how. You've tried everything. You've gone to counselors. You've tried everything. It's not working. Shifts into the spiritual realm. Fight in the spirit. Begin to pray. Forget everything else. Begin to fight the spirits behind it. Your husband just changed. Your wife just changed. We are in the battle. We are in a battle. The enemy is against us. Jesus is for us. We will win this battle. We will win the battle over your family, over your marriage, over your business. We will win this spiritual battle in the name of Jesus Christ. Hey again. Thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring faith or a follower of Jesus, there is a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued, and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to northwestchurch.com.au. And thanks again for listening.